1: It is Thursday, the 12th day of January. We're talking Cardinals baseball today with Jennifer Langosh, our Cardinals reporter. Jen, we thank you for the time as always. And the uh, the theme of this week's podcasts are kind of uh, projections uh, for the 2017 season. Uh, before we get to that, though, a bit of news regarding uh, Dexter Fowler as uh, he has accepted the invitation put out by the White House uh, to celebrate the Cubs World Championship with uh, the outgoing President uh, Barack Obama and Jen I'm curious if uh, if Dexter had to I don't know kind of gain some sort of permission from the from the Cardinals to be able to do this to to attend this event with his now former team or is that something completely independent of a team decision and something that Dexter had to make a decision on on his own how did that whole thing shake out?
0: Yeah, it's a good question and probably one will actually have a better answer for you. In a couple of days, Dexter Fowler coming to St. Louis actually this weekend ahead of that White House visit to be here as part of the Cardinals' winter warm-up, which is essentially their winter fan fest event. Um, and so he's still going to be able to appear here before he goes up to Chicago and then takes the flight Um, With his, as you mentioned, former Cubs teammates to the White House. So I don't know how it went down, but I can't imagine that the Cardinals would have tried to step in Dexter's way, um, you know, had he sought their permission to go ahead and make this visit. I mean, obviously, I don't think they want to take away from the accomplishments um, of what happened while he was in Chicago and and take away an opportunity to, to perhaps take a once in a lifetime visit to the White House. So, um, you know, I know when the Cardinals in recent years have taken their White House visits after championship years, um, players that have gone on to other places have rejoined them for those visits if their schedule is permitted. So, um, you know, there's a little bit of familiarity there, but again, it does not affect his ability to come to St. Louis as he was scheduled to this weekend for his winter warm-up appearance.
1: And Jen, knowing the the Cardinals players as you do, could you envision it you know anybody on that team anybody in that clubhouse having any sort of problem with you know the the new guy who's making all this money you know and now he's he's with his former club it's it's a big rival can you envision anybody having any sort of issue with this or is everybody pretty easygoing and they recognize that you know what like you said it could be a once in a lifetime thing a Cubs title could be a once in a lifetime thing it, it was for a lot of people so how do you think that would went, went down?
0: Yeah, I can't imagine that there there would be anyone upset or any animosity shown toward Dexter Fowler for making this decision. And again, you have a lot of people, you know, on this Cardinals roster in this organization that have kind of been here in the in this situation before and they, they understand how rare these opportunities are and how special a championship is, and it is something to be celebrated. So, you know, just because Dexter Valor is changing from blue to red doesn't mean you take um, this accomplishment off his list of career achievements. Um, you know, certainly uh, it's going to happen. I think it's nice that it happens, you know, during the off season as opposed to maybe him leaving the team on an off day per se, to to jump a flight to D.C. to go do it, you know, with the Cubs at that point. The fact that it happens before spring training even starts, um, I think logistically is probably a really good thing. But, no, I would expect his teammates um, to encourage him to go to enjoy that opportunity and then to come to spring training with stories about it that they hope that they can build on here um, to take their own White House trip of their own when Dexter Fowler is a St. Louis
1: Cardinal. Yeah, excellent point. I remember back in uh, 2005 opening day uh, for the Red Sox, here comes Derek Lowe, who was a postseason hero when the Red, the Red Sox broke the curse in 04. He was a Dodger, signed as a free agent in the offseason. Here he comes, you know, with the rest of his former teammates in a in a Red Sox uniform. It was a little bit weird, but I don't think anybody with the Dodgers held any ill will Towards Derek Lowe, considering the the magnitude of what the Red Sox did, similar to what the the Cubs did, ending their 108 year drought. So, like you said, I don't think there's going to be any problems going forward. It's a it's a nice occasion for Dexter Fowler, but then it's all systems go once that visit is done. And Jen, that takes us right into our uh, projection number one for the Cardinals for 2017, and it involves the newest St. Louis Cardinal, Dexter Fowler. So I want to present to you this scenario. Dexter Fowler is uh, given a standing ovation at Wrigley Field before his first at bat wearing a Cardinals uniform. Do you see this happening?
0: I actually do. Um, you know, and, and I kind contrast this to, to what we saw with Jason Hayward a year ago and, and the animosity um, that was shown toward Jason Hayward here in St. Louis and among many in the Cardinals fan base. Um, there, was a, there was a lot of vitriol and there was a kind of a feeling of. Um, like a a left-at-the-altar type feeling, I didn't get that same sense when Dexter Fowler left Chicago. I mean, the fact that the Cubs weren't bidding on him in the same way that the Cardinals were Jason Hayward a year earlier I think made it a little bit of a different situation. So uh, I'm sure at Wrigley Field you'll have some birds, but I think that first at bat that Dexter Fowler takes at Wrigley Field, I think the Cubs fans will show their appreciation for what he meant um, to the Cubs championship team. Again, you can't take away um, from him what, what, what happened there last year. So I think the reception is going to be pretty strong. Of course, that will probably tail off as these two teams meet more often as the season goes on. But uh, if, from what I've gathered, is, you know, particularly on social media, he's still very much of a love figure up there in Chicago.
1: Yeah, I certainly agree. And for what it's worth, your uh, colleague, uh, Kerry Muscat, our Cubs reporter, pretty much said the same thing, that he's going to get a rousing standing ovation Before his first at-bat, but then as Carrie summed it up quite nicely, she said after that first at-bat, he's a St. Louis Cardinal. And I think everybody (laughs) can agree that, you know what, it'll be a nice moment from then on out. It is Cubs versus Cardinals. The battle lines are drawn, and uh, that's how it's going to be. Jen, projection number two, after his gold glove streak was snapped at eight years this past season, Yadier Molina bounces back and wins the gold glove in 2017.
0: Oh, I hope I'm not stoned for this, because I know how uh, popular a figure Yachty is here in St. Louis, but I'm not sure that I can uh, with any confidence say that I project him to win a gold glove next year. That's not to say – the Yachty can't still be a big piece on this team, but you look at where he is um, reaching his mid-30s, the, the fact that some of the defensive metrics um, showed that he's coming off the worst defensive season of his career, and um, probably, too, there's the a realistic outlook that he's going to be playing fewer games at some point in the near future. Kind of look at all that together, as well as some of the elite catchers in this league defensively, I mean, Buster Posey, Yasmani Grandal, uh, Francisco Cervelli in Pittsburgh, I think there's going to be a lot of competition for that ward, And I'm, you know, I'm not sure now that um, kind of that streak of Gold Gloves uh, awards is over. The precedent isn't necessarily there to continue voting for Yachty just based on history either. So, um, you know, I, I wouldn't count him out on anything because he's proven so many people wrong in so many different times in his career. But uh, I'm not sure I would say that he's a favorite to win the Gold Glove forward heading into
1: next year. Yeah I think that's pretty much the consensus you can never count him out he'll be in the mix but uh, maybe this is Buster Posey's to lose after he uh, snapped the streak uh, winning it in 2016 maybe he goes on a run of his own Uh, time will tell. Uh, Jen this one might be a reach uh, considering his uh, difficulties this past season his uh, injury history as well and his age but you can never count the guy out. Projection number three Adam Wainwright wins 15 games.
0: Yeah, i say that is probably a bit of a reach. Uh, if you were to put me on the spot right now in January and ask, I think Adam Wainwright does this year, I, I think his year will be better in 2017 than it was in 2016. Um, but I do think his ceiling is is no longer as high as it was during his prime years as the ace of the staff. So, um, you know, I, I look at Adam as the guy who maybe wins like around 13, 14 games, 15 if things go really, really well. Um, But, again, I think our expectations for what he can bring have to change a little bit, given where he is in his career and the injuries that he's overcome. The good news for for Adam Wainwright is he's uh, a year further removed from the Achilles surgery he got. Um, His mechanics kind of worked through all those issues last year, so he hopes to come into spring training with a little better feel um, for pitching than he did a year ago. And kind of like Yachty, I I never want to count Adam Wainwright out of anything, um, but my expectation is that he lines up more as a number three starter for this team, and again, maybe wins a dozen or just over a dozen games.
1: Yeah, I think that's what most people uh, would agree with. So if uh, Wayne Wright becomes a mid rotation guy, you got to think that Carlos Martinez kind of ascends to be that uh, that undisputed ace uh, of the staff, and that brings us to. Projection number four, and that is this, uh, Jen. Both Carlos Martinez and Aledmas Diaz are named all-stars.
0: Yeah, I'll agree on that one. Um, Yeah, I think Carlos Martinez, well, we've seen it uh, the last couple years, is a budding star. I mean, one of the best young pitchers in the game. And uh, the fact that he was able to make it through last year without any recurring issues with the shoulder was a very good sign. He came real close to that 200-inning benchmark. Which I would expect that he'll blow past this year. So yeah, I mean, I could easily see him representing the National League, the Cardinals, in the National League team. Um, in Miami this summer and Ole Miss Diaz coming off a sensational rookie year um, I don't see anything in his way to, to stop him either you the fact that he does play a position where there are a lot of young stars might make that competition at shortstop a little bit difficult but as you look at this team and the potential uh, pieces that this organization wants to build around I think those two come near the top of the list in terms of part of the, the Cardinals future core.
1: And uh, Jen, moving on from that, uh, a bit of a curveball here, something that just uh, popped into my mind, but I want to get your, your take on this. Uh, another projection, the Cardinals re-signed Brandon Moss. Do you think they do that?
0: That's a really good question, and it's baffling that I have yet to hear Brandon Moss's name brought up in connection with any team this winter. I still probably put that as unlikely, um, but that being said, the Cardinals could use another left-handed bat, and they could particularly use a left-handed um, hitting outfielder. Brandon Moss fits that bill. Uh, he could be a good bat off the bench, a little bit of insurance at first base, so If his price has dropped that dramatically and if there really is no interest in him and he still wants to play, is willing to sign a one-year deal for not a lot of money, um, perhaps the Cardinals do broach that. I I wouldn't have told you that a month ago, but again, kind of the radio silence on Brandon Moss's um, future leads me to believe there's not a lot of interest. So, again, I still probably couch it as unlikely, um, but perhaps a little more of a possibility
1: than it was a few weeks ago. Yeah, I agree. As uh, time goes on and, uh, you know, his market uh, dwindles, maybe a a reunion is the most logical thing for both sides. We will certainly see. Uh, Jen, to wrap things up here, a two-part question. Here's part A. Pretty cut and dry. The Cardinals get back in the playoffs in 2017.
0: I think they do, um, but I think they do as a wild card. Uh, You know, catching the Cubs, I think, is going to be a pretty large feat. And you you look at the 17 and a half game gap that that there was last year, and it's a pretty sizable gap. To a race in one off season, but I think this is a team that's set up um, to, to win 87 to 90 games, and typically if you can get to 90 games, you can get a wild card spot, so uh, I would say yes, as of right now, the fact that, that they're also going to be playing in a division with two really bad teams that they can beat up upon um, 19 times each during the season, I think that's going to help, and I think Um, that they should be able to get back into the postseason.
1: Yeah, no offense to the Brewers or Reds, of course, but point well taken. And, uh, Jen, uh, the B part of uh, that two-part question, and this is a bit of a reach considering we've uh, talked about the credentials of Carlos Martinez, but part B of this projection is Alex Reyes starts that first postseason game.
0: Whew. And we're talking a wild card game. That would be something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he has the potential. And in fact, you know, the way things were lining up last October, I think Alex Breas would have been the Cardinals number two starter if they had gotten into the postseason. But um, I think right now I would still give that nod to Carlos Martinez unless injury um, happens to, to him during the year or kind of he, he comes off the rails at any point during the season. I think Carlos Martinez is going to emerge as the staff ace. But I think Alex Breas is going to be a big part in getting him there and Um, Whether it's the first postseason game or the second one, I think he would be a big part of a Cardinals rotation in October. And it's one reason why Cardinals are going to be very careful with his workload over the season so that they can have him if they're able to make that
1: run. Yeah, that's a huge X factor for the Cardinals in 2017. The exploits of the youngster, Alex Reyes. We'll see what happens. Uh, Jen Langosh, always a pleasure. Thank you for your time. We will do it again soon. In the meantime, it's Matt Wehmeyer signing off for MLB.com Extras, St. Louis Cardinals. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.